You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. It is Monday, November 5th. Oh, my. And, uh... Yeah, we're locked and loaded in here right now. Look, my look, you know how we do things on Monday. My I don't even care about the Ravens anymore. Stop I'm done. It. I can't even get pissed at them anymore, man. It's just an average football team who got their brains beat in by the Pittsburgh Steelers. But look, on the other side of the studio right now, my guy Beam. I mean, mm. I looked at the top of the NFC North standings when I was in bed this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and there's one team sitting up there by the name of the Chicago Bears. And I know my guy is happy. Uh, my goodness, your team right now, it's not sexy, but they're getting the job done. Hey, man, it's a uh, Bears went into Bill's Mafia land yesterday. What do they do? They come out victors, 41 points against a bad Buffalo team. Two defensive, two defensive touchdowns yesterday. Leonard Floyd pick six. Eddie Jackson, Roquan Smith with a little strip fumble uh, extravaganza. Return yeah, that, that to that the draft house. Picks working out all right. Hey man, it's uh you know the the normal thing in Chicago. The the always constant that you've always had there. Uh, if there's any Bears fans out there with me, is that the defense, you know, that's a nasty defense, uh, and they're proving this year that they're nasty as well. They yeah. just allowed their first rushing touchdown on the year, and of course it was to Nathan Peterman. Um, but, yeah, man, it's uh, it's exciting. I know that the offense isn't, um, you know, they're doing all right. They're doing what they need to do to win right. those games. But, yeah, how about that? We're through nine weeks of the NFL season. Bears got eight games under their belt, and they're leading the NFC North. They got a huge three-week stretch here. They play home against the Lions. Then they play home against the Vikes. And then on a nice little noon kickoff for Thanksgiving Day, uh, they get the game against Detroit in Detroit for Thanksgiving. So big three-week stretch here for the Bears. And, uh you know, Anthony Rothman, who hosts the uh, show, Carpenter and Rothman, here on The Fan from noon to three, which our guy, Matty Hayes, is the executive producer of. He's a big-time Vikings fan, and, yeah. you know, we got a, we got a little, a nice little tasty matchup here in two weeks, so I'm it's sure gonna there's going to be a lot of heat that's brought on that uh, one. The one thing that I love doing here at the station is just sitting back and enjoying the trash talk, whether it's you and Scotty Vegas talking about golf in the summertime, yeah. or you and AR battling it for the NFC North. This is going to be a really good time. So everything else, how was your weekend? Everything else was cool? Yeah, it was good, man. Uh, Friday Friday night I got home uh, didn't really do anything played a little bit of Red Dead Redemption you know I had to get uh, Arthur Morgan rolling through those streets of Santa is that Denis. the name of the main character oh yeah and Arthur had to, Morgan had to get him uh, rolling through there Saturday was good you know spent most of my day here at the radio station doing a bunch of work getting mm-hmm. some stuff done before the holidays creep up on us watch the Buckeye game with T-Bone uh, back here and then uh, yesterday I didn't do anything Meredith and I uh, my beautiful wife we went and got some Skyline for lunch and nice, then I sat nice. sat down on the couch and watched football all day yeah. so it was beautiful it was a good day I went out to lunch with the parents parents uh, around one o'clock yesterday came home checked the score and uh yeah that's pretty much all i needed to do and as far as keeping up with my team but man there was some good games going on yesterday uh but we're here to talk about these buckeyes and um <sighs> i don't want to well i don't really want to either but i guess the one i guess there's a positive we can look at this because they did win the game yep that's about it but they were trailing at halftime yeah um to a two-win team with a true freshman quarterback in your crib. And look, they they came out beaming. You knew, you and I had talked about this, that they were going to try to establish the run game. You do a good job of that 229 uh, rushing yards for the game. J.K. Dobbins goes for 163, seven yards, a pop, three trips to the end zone. You'll take that every day, oh, every yeah. week. 
But there's still this feeling coming out of the game that scares the crap out of me. And I think right now, Ohio State is the fighter on Mortal Kombat that is just wobbling at the end of the fight. And it's about to be finished sure. in time. That's the feeling that I have surrounding this team because you look at what else is happening in the Big Ten. You got to go to East Lansing this weekend. That's a noon kickoff that was just announced. Then you got Maryland, and then you get the big boys. And right now, Michigan, to me, is you can argue they're the second best team in the country, okay? Yeah. That's from what I've seen. But we're here to talk about the Buckeyes. We'll get more into that. But just overall, I got to show the O-line some love because uh, I called them out a little bit last week because I just thought those guys could be a lot better because I saw – more from them earlier in the year, and those guys ended up being, um, you know, they always name players of the week. They gave sure. it to the entire O-line group, and I thought those guys deserved it because they absolutely stepped up and balled out. It did did what they were supposed to do against an inferior opponent, give them the credit that they deserve. But, Beam, just everything else around this team, mainly on the defensive side of the ball, we're yeah. still looking at the same issues. And like I pointed out, you're trailing to a two-loss team led by a true freshman mm -hmm. at halftime coming off a bye, it was the ultimate disappointment. But they did win the game. But me personally, I just do not feel good at all about what's to come in the next three weeks. No, I don't either, Matty. Uh, we were sitting here on Friday, and you said, you know, to be weary about Nebraska and their offense and everything. And I'm like, no, get out of here, man. They're coming off a bye week. This is going to be a group that's going to be highly motivated, uh, who's going to come in here. It's a home game against a freshman quarterback. This guy's going to be rattled coming in here. Uh, Ohio State is going to be the overwhelming favorite. I thought I was going to see a motivated team defensively. Um, and it just it, it wasn't that way. I don't know if you know if the stadium was flat. I think the coaches were flat. I think the players were flat. I don't know if that has to be a noon game. But guess what? You know that's what's in front of you. Yeah. And this is a team in Nebraska. You know who Urban Meyer said in the post game press conference. He's like, this is a two and six team that nobody wants to play right now. Get out of here, man. Come on, man. What like, are we doing? All right, all right. I understand. I I get. I fully 100% understand the need for coach speak. And you want to talk your opponents up and you don't want to say anything. But when has Urban Meyer shied away from the honest comment? Go out there and say, look, you know, our defense still has some major problems to fix. Yep. This is a team who gave up 31 points to a Nebraska offense uh, who just frankly, they're, they aren't that good. You know, Adrian Martinez in his time, He'll be fine He's at gonna Nebraska. Be a good player. He's going to be very yes. good. But I think what Ohio State has proved so much this year is that Ohio State defensively cannot deal with a dual threat quarterback My at all. How many man. times did you see Martinez get out of the pocket, scampers a little bit, yeah. um, you know, throwing passes and everything, you know, checking his under routes, no doing, contain beam at all. No, there's nothing. And so, you know, I think that I come away from this game, Maddie, and I think the one thing that I am so frustrated in, mm -hmm. I'm so frustrated about, is that this is a linebacking core who I think coming into the year, you know, we were a little bit um, skeptical. Skepti what am I trying skeptical to say? About yeah, we yeah were, and I forgot that word. So, yeah. We were skeptical right. about that because, you know, you're losing Jerome Baker mm -hmm. and, you know, Booker and all those guys. But at the same time, like, all right, so <clears throat> we're hearing a lot about guys like Pete Werner, about Tough Borland, yep. about Baron Davis, Malik Harrison. And I thought Harrison and Davis played a good game. I, I thought did, that Baron, they were fine. I'm Baron with and you. Malik yep. have you. played very good when they got into those games. Yeah. But, you know, it's just the fact that Tough Borland mm -hmm. is out there. He's missing tackles. Mm -hmm. You know, he he's missing his um, he's missing his angles. Pete Warner's doing the same thing. This is a guy who is a converted safety and is supposed to be an athlete and get on guys quick. Yes. But these are guys who are one step, half a step too slow, and you're getting burned by a bottom barrel Big Ten team. I, I, it's, it's frustrating. It is very frustrating, Beam, and I share 
uh, that same feeling with you. You talk about Adrian Martinez, 20 carries for 72 yards, two touchdowns. He also threw for 266 on you with another touchdown. No picks. He took care of the football. Right. He took care of the football, and that lets you know that this this defense for Ohio State is not offering up any type of resistance at all, and it's really disappointing because, now look, you can look at Michigan State and say what you want about them, how they've been a disappointing team. You and I thought that they would be much better. When you talk about all the guys they brought back this season, you got a veteran quarterback in Lewerke, all that stuff. They've been disappointing, but you got to go to their house with a coach that's going to be motivated to take down Ohio State. Yeah. Because this is, I'm telling you, this is scary times for them, man. If you are just getting by against Nebraska, right? What do you think is going to happen when you got a heck of a coach this weekend mm-hmm. and you got a loaded team coming up into your house in two weeks? Yeah. I, I just, look, I'm really frustrated with this team. And I don't even know if I need to waste my time being frustrated anymore because this is who they are. This is who they are. And I came into this game. I woke up Saturday morning. I was like, all right, they're coming off the bye. I expect them to be a lot sharper. I didn't expect them to come out and look like the 85 Bears, but I expected them to look a lot better than what we've seen. And you mentioned guys like Jerome Baker. Jerome Baker, he's a heck of a player. I just watched him score a touchdown yesterday on defense against the Jets. You look at the Saints game yesterday. Just look at all the Buckeyes that have been here in the last couple years that are playing significant steps. So I think that's a real thing. And I think some Buckeye fans just need to accept that these guys aren't on that level. And it may be a combination of those guys beam, and it may be a combination of the coaching staff maybe not being as elite as some of the other coaches that are in other places right now, too. So, no, I am fully accepting that this defense moving forward, this is exactly who they are. I'm yep. not going to change they my opinion. They are who we thought they were. It's exactly right. And we let them off look, the hook. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. So, look, Stanley Morgan, 7 for 87. Yep. J.D. Spillman, 6 for 61. Not terrible, but that's still a little too much, especially when you talk about an offense that's led by a freshman quarterback who you think that you should be able to rattle a little bit. And also, I just think the big thing, and you and I have been talking about this too, you can't lose a guy like Nick Bosa and not expect to take a couple steps back. We've seen that because a guy like Chase Young, who's going to be a really good player, may not be ready to be that dude every snap of every play of every game just yet. Yeah, I just... You know, it goes back to the entire, you know, defensive kind of philosophy is that you're just supposed to beat the man across from you. And this is uh, an Ohio State team who we've seen. Uh, they just haven't done that. This was a team who was trailing 21 to 16 at, at halftime uh, against a freshman quarterback. Uh, but I will say that there was one shining light in the game. And I thought Brendan White stepped in huge. You Big know time. that Isaiah Pryor was going to be out. Um, so, you know, you look at Brendan White. This is a guy who's highly motivated. Um, he comes into the game. He leads the team with 13 tackles. Local kid, uh, too. Yeah, exactly. You had Fuller, who was ejected uh, at the beginning of the mm-hmm. game for a targeting call. But yeah, this was a guy who came in, Maddie. I think he was highly motivated. And that's, you know, it's that was refreshing to see because all this year we've been talking about the, the safety position opposite of Jordan Fuller. Yep. Opposite of Jordan Fuller, what can you do? Mm-hmm. And it was obvious to me that Jocelyn went. And Isaiah Pryor, they just they both they had their chances. They weren't getting it done. Right. If Brendan White doesn't start this weekend on defense, what are we doing? then I don't know. Because this is a guy who went out there, he showed some passion. Yes. He did everything right, right on every single play. Yeah. He had a hell of a game and good for him. That was the one shining light, I think, on the Ohio State defensive side that was very, very good. But other than that, you need to get you need to get better or else you're going to get Much beat. better. And you would have to wonder, at least I'm wondering, if there's a lot of hungrier, younger guys on that sideline that are going to come in and give you that same spark that some of these other guys uh, just aren't doing now. All right, we'll take a quick break here. We'll come back. We'll play some urban sound, and we'll hear uh, his take on what Brendan White brought to the table on Saturday. But I want to let you know about Sling TV. 
You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team team win? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. $30 a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more. Stream on your big screen. And all your favorite TV, excuse me, all your favorite devices, Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. Sign up for Sling TV and get your seven-day free trial. Locked on listeners get their seven-day free train, excuse me, by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's sling.com slash locked on. Go check our folks out today. This is Locked On Buckeyes, your team every day. And you mentioned Brandon White. He was also a player of the game. So he balled out, man. He is a guy that I'm with you, man. You go up to East Lansing this week. You need some type of spark plug on Mm -hmm. defense. Let him be that guy. Here is Urban talking about uh, what White did on Saturday. Yeah, he uh, has been working uh, very hard in practice to earn the trust of the coaches to get on the field. And, you know, the first thing you do is earn the trust to get on the special teams. And uh, uh, to see that he started and I kept hearing about it, earning the trust, he's getting better, he's getting better, he's getting better, and then obviously proved it today. 13 total tackles, eight solo tackles, two yeah. tackles for loss for this guy. But you know what, man? In his uh, first big minutes of the year. Like, I know that, you know, Jordan Fuller has been praised, and he has. He's done a very good job at yep. the safety position for Ohio State. But when do you as a defensive unit and when do you as a D-line and a linebacking core come together and say, listen, man, I am sick and freaking tired of our safety being the leading damn tackler of the team. The worst thing. Like, I mean, you know, and that's that's the thing. Like, I know these guys are talented, and that's why I think it's so frustrating for Ohio State fans everywhere Mm -hmm. is that these guys are are very talented, and it's a combination of player and coaching scheme. But at the same time, man, it's like this – a safety shouldn't be the leading tackler no. every week. Tough Borland, step up, man. Yes. You're playing middle linebacker. You're a sophomore captain of this team. I know you have an Achilles injury. Yep. I know that that's tough to bounce back from. But if you're not 100%, play. then you're being a liability on the field. Yeah, Pete agree. Warner, same thing, man. Have some pride. Yeah. Be able to say, listen, man, we're the silver bullet linebackers. We need to get into this game, right. and we need to make our presence felt. I didn't see one, other than the Baron Browning tackle on the sideline, mm-hmm. where one linebacker got up and just popped a guy. Yeah, I didn't that, see any chin straps flying all over the place. I didn't see any helmets going over the place. Right. There's just no power when these guys are hitting, man. I know. Send a message. It looks like, and I hate using this word, but I have to use it because it's what my eyes are telling me. It's a finesse defense. Yeah. It is a finesse, hey, we're athletes out here, we're fast guys, but there's no power. Like right. you said, look, I'm watching this Alabama LSU game. You, Those both, are grown. Both sides of the ball. Grown men yeah, out there, sides. right? And they're letting you know that they're out there. And that's one thing, like, I don't need everybody out there talking trash, but you got to have one dude out there that is going to let you know, hey, we're here, we're some dogs, you're not going to push us around. And yeah. right now, I just don't feel like there's an edge there. And I'm with you, man. This is not the first time that we talked about this, where we've had a safety be the leading tackler for this defense. And for, uh, look, if you're not really huge into football like we are, that's the worst thing for a defense. Yeah. It's the worst thing, because that, that means all the playmakers for the opposing team are getting past the second level and your guys are cleaning cleaning it up. That's why they call it the safety. It's a safety net in football. It cannot happen, and it's continuing to happen on a weekly basis, and it's really uh, starting to irritate me, and I'm sure it's irritating a lot of you Buckeye fans because it's just not changing. And to me, I guess another frustrating part of this is if you're not going to be an All-American type of player, if you're not going to be a first-round draft pick, at least show me some type of progression throughout the season. That's it. There's none of that. No. So, like, here's the thing, Bean. We're about to end the season here in about three weeks. And 
a lot of these guys are going to be back next year. Yeah. Am I supposed to feel any better this offseason that these guys are magically going to turn it around if Urban doesn't make any changes on the coaching staff too? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know exactly what to tell you there. And it's just, it is, you know, you're going to have, it is, it's a young defense. Uh, so I guess you could look at that in both hands, right? You could say that's a good thing because they're getting more experience with playing time and everything yeah. like that. It's a good thing that these guys are young. Uh, they're coming in here. They're getting their, ch- you know, they're learning their chops and they'll be back next year. But yeah, the same thing goes for if the coaching uh, styles, if the techniques, if the scheme, if the formula doesn't change, Boy. then this is going to be uh, a repeat. And I know we're looking ahead to next season, but this is going to be a repeat of what we see this year is a guy uh, or defensive guys who are, you know, finesse and frankly they're soft yeah. you're, you're playing you're, you're playing a soft defense that's what i'm seeing and what i can't stand too and there was one instance in the game you know where nebraska was getting down near the goal line uh where ohio state there was a cornerback i don't know if it was a, a okuda or whoever was arnett whoever it was yeah. you know the ball's on the 11 yard line all right nebraska's got the ball on the 11 yard line and you have a cornerback lined up in the end zone. You are playing an 11-yard cloud coverage on a guy. Guess what happened? Six-yard out route. Get it down to the four-yard line. Like, it, that's it. Yeah, It's just basic things that I just, I'm, I'm just continuing to watch the games and beat my head against the wall and not figuring out why they're not making adjustments. Here's Urban talking about if they made improvements on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, I wish the uh, we didn't have the not wish if we didn't have those three turnovers. You know, obviously you don't put your defense in bad field, bad situations. So I thought our defense improved. Obviously nowhere near where we need to be, but they improved, and we're still stop gapping, and that means you're just you know the lineups keep continuously changing because of injuries and and uh, but we I think we should have everybody back next week if we don't uh, get a guy hurt in practice. I mean, we've heard this message for three weeks, right? Like, it's getting old. I, it is. I understand injuries are a real thing, but figure out some another way. You recruit all of these monster dudes coming out of high school. You're trying to tell me there's not a guy that's that big of a drop off. Do you think uh, it's? Um, I don't know. I don't. Do you think it's getting to the point now? Listen, we're Ohio State fans. This is the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. What we do is overreact. It's overreaction Monday. I don't think we're overreacting though. I'm gonna overreact with with where I'm about to go here. Do you think? And I know a lot of people out there who are Ohio State football fans are the same way about Ohio State basketball. And I know it's been only one year without Kerry Combs. Mm-hmm. But do you think that Ohio State is now getting to the point, Maddie? And I almost feel ridiculous saying this because Ohio State has been such a pro factory. But do you think it's getting to the point where, you know, you saw Thad's tenure at Ohio State end here? Yeah. You, we, you know, criticized him for a long time for getting guys in. They looked mm-hmm. great as their freshmen, looked good as sophomores, mm-hmm. but they never took that step yep. to the next level. They were never, they never got that ability to kind of grow sure. and get um, ingratiated. Yep into and they never progressed as the seasons went on and as they became you know upperclassmen yeah. do you think it's getting to a point with Ohio State right now where that's going to happen because we're talking about a lot of young guys coming I back know. if there's no improvement mm-hmm. from this season to yeah. next season you could start talking about that no I think it's a fair point and I here's why I agree with what you're saying and I don't think it's that crazy of an overreaction because we saw a coaching staff, and I'm talking about the basketball team now, come yep. in here last year Yes, with a lot of the same players from the previous tenure. Right now, I get it the year before Kata was injured. You didn't get that yep. from him. But we didn't know what we were getting from him, and I would like to think that didn't that think coaching we staff— Didn't think we were going to get that. Right. I, think, I would like to think that that coaching staff took him to another level. Mm-hmm. And Kata came in, and he was ridiculous last year. Big CJ, Ten player of the year, all yeah. of those guys. It was a completely different vibe from that team last year, and I'm worried about that. Because now we've seen from Oregon State all the way down in Nebraska that guys, to me, aren't 
they're getting a little bit worse. Right. They're, they're not still getting the same better habits. So yeah. to me, that's a coaching thing because that's what you're supposed to do when you make five hundred thousand dollars, when you make a sure. million dollars a year, when you make seven and a half million dollars a year, you're supposed to find address ways throughout these things. address these things, especially when you got a two win team being coming into your house. Like it shouldn't have been that competitive at all. No, I don't think it's an overreaction. I don't think we're overreacting because I think a lot of Buckeye fans listening to us beam are gonna feel the same way that we do just because there's no change. Right. And when you're having the battle with Nebraska at your crib, man, that's a big problem. And there's two teams on the docket that we know, regardless of record, Michigan State and Michigan are going to put their big boy pants on. They're not afraid of you. No one's intimidated to play Ohio State anymore, and it's a big problem. Yeah, it is. And it's, I think you know, you spend all the fall camp, you spend all the spring ball, uh, you spend all the summer camp you know, dissecting these problems. And this, you know, being real, this is why these coaches make all this money, Maddie, is to be able to adjust on the fly and what you're doing. If you saw these problems and you diagnose them in spring ball, you diagnose them during the summer and you diagnose them in fall camp, take that game plan, put them into a little bundle right. and throw them out the window yep. because it's not going to work. That's why these guys get paid so much money yep. is because what is going to work? And we've seen it week after week yep. after week through 10 weeks of the college football you season now yep. is that Ohio State continues to ram their head against the wall. And listen, you continue to play like that. We've been saying it for a couple weeks now. These th This three-game stretch that you're going to go through between Michigan State, Maryland, and Michigan, good luck. And here's the thing before we let you know let you know about Vivid. If you, if you lose this game this weekend, mentally – I think this team is going to check yep, out. Yeah, me too. I think they're going to check out with the yep. Bosa stuff, this urban stuff lurking, them knowing they can't get in the college football playoff. These guys, are, I think, are going to check out, and that's going to be really unfortunate. Yeah, it will. So get prepared uh, if that happens. As you can tell, we're being very positive on a Monday. But, but I, I, think, yeah, like, I, I think I know I'm there's with a you. lot of honesty in what we're throwing yeah. out here too, right? I, I really believe that because I don't really like to overreact to a lot of things because they did win the game. But being, we've got so much evidence that this stuff, this is not good. Right. Right? And it's just, I think we've got to be real about it. It's bad. It. Yeah, it is. is what it right. is. It is. You're right. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let me tell you about Vivid Seats, Maddie. It's an online ticket event marketplace dedicated to providing fans of live entertainment with experiences that last a lifetime. With Vivid Seats, listeners can watch their favorite team wins, artists perform in person. Vivid Seats helps fans find their seats to any of their favorite live events, including sports, concerts, theater, and more. Vivid Seats offers great prices and an easy purchasing experience. With the podcast code Locked on listeners can receive $20 off orders of $200 or more if they are a first time customer of Vivid Seats. Go to the App Store or Google Play, download the Vivid Seats app, enter promo code LOCKED ON to receive $20 off orders of $200, $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. All Vivid Seats confirmed orders are backed by a 100% buyer guarantee. Go to Vivid Seats and check our guys out. You are Locked On Buckeyes, available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. Uh, we got a couple more minutes here before we get out of here on a Monday. I think we should hear from Dwayne Haskins. It's not his best game. The passing game wasn't there, but we knew they were going to you know, really try to get the run game going. And I kind of like that from yep. them, right? You had to get some type of positive traction in the right direction when it comes uh, to running the ball. Here is uh, Dwayne Haskins on uh, whether or not he liked what the running backs did versus the Cornhuskers. Oh, it feels great. Um, opens up for the passing, uh, but, um, you know, we got to execute a little better. Can't uh, cause those those fumbles we had. You know, those are self-caused wounds, and, um, you know, we have some stuff we can watch on tape and get better from. Sure, and it's hard for me to sit here and critique what they did in a game where, um, you know, I, I thought the running backs, they handled their business, and those guys have been the saving grace hold of this team. Hold on to the ball, all, Mike hold, Weber. Exactly. Hold on to the ball, all those things, high and tight. We know how that goes. But these guys have been the safety net of this team all year long. Yeah. Right, if these guys are going to throw in an egg 
what, two games out of the year, and to me, you still put up 36 points, I'm fine with that, right? You just don't want those little mistakes, not even little mistakes, those are going to be big mistakes in the next three games moving forward to come back and bite you. Because, look, the college football playoff, it's not dead. It's not dead. No. It just does not feel good at all. Um, and I know a lot of people, myself included, you play in a New Year's Six Ball as an Ohio State team, it just doesn't have the same buzz around it. But there's a lot to play for. But like I said, I feel like they're the Mortal Kombat fighter right now, this wobbling around, and I'm waiting for you over there to hit the X button to finish me. Yeah, and I think that you know you could see a Michigan State team this week that's going to be highly motivated. It's a team who's coming off a good win against Maryland, a Maryland team who's been through uh, a whole lot uh, this season, and then you finish the season with Michigan. And so this is these are teams, Maddie. Uh, who are going to be so motivated and exactly what you saw. You don't think that they know that there's blood in the water. You don't think that they're in there watching tape right now or Tuesday through Wednesday, uh, sitting there watching tape and be like, listen, this team is gettable. We can get yes. we can get after this team. Yes. All we need to do is X, Y, and Z. Uh, so yeah, of course, you know Michigan State is a team where they are going to be highly, highly motivated. You know that Urban Meyer has struggled uh, with D'Antonio and that Spartan team. Uh, you know, just go back to the year that Zeke had what nine carries for mm-hmm. however many yards in the mm-hmm. horseshoe. You had a college football playoff. Uh, berth on the line that you could have got to. You failed to win that game in a rainy horseshoe. Uh, you go back to the Big Ten championship game uh, where Carlos Hyde failed to get that fourth and two you know, on the 40-yard yeah. line or whatever. This is a right. team who's always seemed to have Ohio State's number now. It's, yes. been, a, it's been a good battle uh, throughout the last couple of years. But uh, if you think that Michigan State's record indicates anything like that, You're fooling that, yourself. that this game is going to go any different, this will be a dogfight in yeah. East Lansing. It always is. It's a tough place to go play. Like I said, D'Antonio has had Urban's number since he's been here Mm -hmm. uh so we'll see how this team adjusts i mean i'm sure that they're working on things but yeah i'm with you maddie 100 is that if this team manages to lose this week Mm. then it's gonna be uh it could be lights out and you got a team that's foaming at the mouth to rip your neck off at the end of the year look what they just did to penn state i know okay that's gross and you don't think you're the the rival that's been kicking their tail for a decade they are foaming at the mouth and if they know that you can be had which right. they know that you can be had sure. with this defense. Oh, my. We'll get to that. But that being that'll, just, oh that'll my come goodness. in time. All right, last one here for today, and we'll get out of here. Here's Dwayne Haskins talking about the importance of the month of November. The feeling is that we got a lot of, a lot of games to play in November that's going to count for us the, for the Golden Championship game in, in, uh, November, in December. So um, we're going to get everybody's best, best shot, like you said, and uh, we got to be ready for everyone that we play. They're going to get everybody's best shot, and that's going to start with Michigan State. That's going to start with a team in Maryland next week with – you don't really know what you're going to get with sure. them, but um, look, they're not going to lay down. And then you've got the rival in the last th- in the last game of the year. So look, he's right that this is a month to where you really find out how good of a team you are. I heard Dabo talking about that on the college football playoff show last week. Uh, but being look, they got to tighten this thing up real quick. And hopefully, when you have like when you got a team like Nebraska, I can understand how you're Ohio State that you don't necessarily got to bring it all the time. Yeah, I don't like that mentality, but we know what happens when you get a team like Michigan State and Michigan in front of you. Maybe there'll be a bit of a spark. But like I said last week, it's not going to surprise me at all if this team uh, ends up with three L's this year. And I'm, that's just my honest opinion from what I've seen football wise this year. Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. It's that if you play the same way, really that you've played all season, 
I mean, yeah, you're right. gonna get you're gonna get beat. And this is a good Michigan State team. It's a good Michigan State defense. If you fail to get the offense going, um, you know who knows what's gonna happen this week. But I'm with you, Maddie. It's just that you you've been playing with fire for so long, Man. and you can only say it so many times. You play with fire, you get burnt. You already you been burnt. Yeah. If you don't bring it, like if you lack the juice when you come out there on oh, Saturday man. against Sparty, and I know it's a noon game, yes. so that might trick you into something too. Be like, it's a noon game, you know, everyone's still tired, everyone's oh, sleepy. Man. I'm sure it's gonna be gray. It's and gonna be cold, rainy, cold that. up yep, there. Right, yep. You know, if that happens, then watch out because yeah. these these teams <laughs> right. every week, every week that you're Ohio State and you play, you go with a a target on your back. No doubt. If you don't bring it every single week, then you're gonna get beat. They've already shown that against in West Lafayette against Purdue team that just had a big win against Iowa this yeah. week. But yeah, man, it's um, it's just. It's, it's a sticky feeling. It is. It's a sticky feeling. It's like and, that. Uh, uh, it's like that feeling you get, like when there's a pit in your stomach that you forgot about something. Yes. And you just have that. When you like, pat feeling. your pants, looking for your wallet, and right. it's not there. And that, that feeling, feeling of anxiousness and like <laughs> sickness that you get. It's starting to creep in. And it's also like when you're a kid and you got you know you're going home with bad news from school and your yeah. parents are just waiting for to lay the law on you. That's the feeling that I have with this. Buckeye I'm not team. mad. I'm just disappointed. And that's where we're at. And Beam <laughs> is going to make himself feel better by going to play some golf today. Yeah. Yeah, baby. And, uh, Maybe the last round of the year. It Who may knows be, what this weather's I, I do. did look at the forecast Friday. It may be. Get some flurries this weekend. So, no, that's November. A, that's no good. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk about what we think is going to happen with the college football playoff rankings. Play some more sound from the Buckeyes. All that good stuff. Recap Urban's press conference. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Peace.